afternoon. Thank you for contacting OIA. How may I direct her call? Yeah, I can speak to Becky, please. Um, yeah, just one moment. Thank you. May I tell her who's calling? It's Joey Jingola. Okay, just a moment. Thank you. OIA, we are committed to being a market differentiator for Ohio's independent agents. That's why we are focused on creating resources and perpetuation, recruiting and training, digital marketing, and improving the customer experience. Learn more at ohioinsuranceagents.com. This is Becky. Becky, it's Joey Jingola. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Good. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. What's on my mind always is tracking just because it is my weakest area as far as the tools. I mean, you have HubSpot, so it's kind of, I would love to have HubSpot. I don't know that that's going to happen, but. Well, I mean, I don't know, Becky. I mean, never say never. I mean, right? That was my good friend, Becky Taylor, um, over at the OIA Ohio Insurance Agents Association. And uh, briefly just mentioning how, um, yes, guilty, I've mentioned it on the show. Uh, I do have HubSpot. Uh, my agency has HubSpot um, in our agency. I've used that. That was kind of my, the tool that I grew up on in my marketing training, if you will. And, and how Becky's saying, I don't know if I'm ever going to have that. So let's just, how hard is it to get marketing buy-in for the thing that, that you want or you need, or it's just, it just looks really freaking cool, right? I mean, how hard is it to do that, right? Um, it's pretty tough. It's like, it's like, I mean, it's, it's not fun, right? Let's be honest. Like nobody wants to spend money. Most people don't like marketing unless you do marketing. Um, they just kind of think we're annoying and that we don't know what we're talking about, uh, unless we can provide them with the results. Becky's talking about, you know, tracking. We need to show them that it's working and, and, but first, if I could just help Becky really quickly, um, maybe make her HubSpot dreams come true. I don't know. I'm not so uh, uh, my good friends over at the OIA, if uh, Jeff and, and Carrie, if I could just, if we just have a second here real quick, um, something maybe to consider. I'm just putting it out there. Um, uh, now this is definitely, so for the record, Agency Nation, we don't use HubSpot um, and I'm slumming it with WordPress and I've been basically having to kind of reacquaint myself with that environment uh, over the last couple months. And uh, you know, I'm not, this is maybe a conversation Ryan and I am going to have probably at some point because Ryan's, HubSpot has caught Ryan's eye. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, it's it's caught his attention, but I don't know. I would imagine I might have a better chance of getting maybe a new camera or lens before we, we get into HubSpot. But anyways, uh, this is a conversation that is very relevant to kind of me as well as, you know, yeah, uh, you know, we're using WordPress and I know how really cool HubSpot is. And and yes, tracking is, is definitely one of the things. And um, there's two really important things, right? One, you know, for the people in the association world and, and for us at Agency Nation, you know, I think it's important that we kind of know some of these tools, um, you know, as there are agents that are, are using them. And so we kind of want to be on the same level as them with the things that we're using and implementing to do our own marketing. And if we're going to kind of be helping them with theirs, um, actually, I, I was, I stumbled upon, not stumbled, I was actually invited into a 
a little Facebook uh, community of HubSpot users, specifically for insurance agents. Uh, Kelly Donahue Piro uh, actually invited me to that. So that's a nice little fun little place to hang out um, of HubSpot people. I didn't know that existed. So that's kind of fun. Um, also, just really quick side note, that's actually like a pretty solid um, marketing strategy on her own there uh, because, you know, they, they do HubSpot stuff. So they're, 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 they're keeping insurance agents who do HubSpot close to them. Very good. Um, just a quick aside. But anyways, the other thing, right, that is, in my opinion, that I've, I've told this story before that I credit success is a strong word, but g- giving me the ability to make solid decisions is, yeah, you kind of want to know what's working, how it's working, but more importantly, it lets you know what you need to do next. That's truly where the value lies in a marketing automation system is that once you have everything integrated, it's going to tell you what's working just to know where you should spend your time and efforts. And then that's only going to then compound itself on the results that you're trying to also justify. Uh, I've told this story before, you know, again, the reason that I did video back in the day, you know, five, six years ago was because HubSpot told me to, right? Uh, Now, yes, I kind of enjoyed doing it in some capacity. At some point, I convinced myself that I might be tolerable at it. But ultimately, it said HubSpot told me, hey, Joey, listen, guess what? Um, Of all the different ways that people are finding you, your YouTube videos are converting people to leads at an astronomical rate. I believe at that time it was like 20% versus organic search, which was at 1%. So, I mean, I'm not very great with numbers, but 21, 20, not a good ratio, right? So, hey, do the thing that is converting leads more. That's all I did. And if I didn't have that connection, if I didn't, wasn't able to see that, and now there, there are tools that definitely allow you to do that that aren't as robust and maybe expensive as HubSpot. But uh, again, having things under one roof and talking to each other, same thing with, I'm going on, this is a little long intro, I apologize, but I think it's important. Um, The other thing too, right, calls to action. Another huge shift, right? The analytics on the calls to action, just kind of, you know, you put stuff out there, you're flapping in the wind, you're floundering, you don't know what's working, you don't know what what is. And and to get somebody from reading something to actually getting to the page that, that allows them to become a lead is very important. And again, I switched from a, hey, download this or download this free video series to click or next step, learn how to pick the right plan. Again, overnight, leads just came coming in, right? It went from a 0.065% conversion rate on that download your homework assignment call to action to, hey, next step, just keep going, get this thing done to like a 5.6% conversion. So, I mean, these are the things that, that you kind of miss out on. And if you're not allowing yourself, your agency to adopt some of these things, if you think that they're going to be successful, but we started with buy-in. Yes. I think those are two compelling reasons uh, on how to get that buy-in on how to get people to kind of understand what it is you're trying to do, even though they generally don't like us. The point is there is one thing that works way better than everything else. I think it's more that like marketing communication is seen as pure expense and I need the tracking to help kind of demonstrate the income side, you know, what, what's our connection to the income in order to do that, we need to invest in the tracking. So it's kind of a, it's a tricky cycle. I don't think we're alone in that mentality as far as like having leadership buy-in and like, yes, there is purpose behind spending money in this area or spending more money in this area. Oh, Becky, I wish, I just, honestly, I wish you weren't right, but it is, 
Yes, like they view marketing as a pure expense, right? They, whoever they are, the, you know, the people that don't do the marketing, right? Let's just call them the spade a spade, right? The people that don't do the marketing kind of view marketing as just this gigantic money pit. And well, that is probably another podcast for another day. I might be using some strong words. I don't necessarily mean that. Uh, but ultimately, I think it's, it, it, again, it's, it's, you know, we are conditioned that the salespeople bring in the business. But, um, you know, my experience um, if we're able to do some of these newer-ish marketing type things, that's not necessarily the case. And the marketing department is the one that facilitates the sales to actually um, just kind of clean everything up, right? If your marketing is successful in a 2018 world, uh, that buying decision is 80, 90% complete before they even sniff a salesperson, right? Before they even get just a whiff of their musk, it's just it's already done. It's over. It's it's not even part of the the equation. So I mean, kind of you tell me who's more important in the mix. Now I was I got off. That was I don't know where that came from. What 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 I promised before the the thing that is that ultimately going to provide that proof more than anything. The only thing that you need to do to get that buy-in. And yes, the tracking, the numbers, and all of that stuff definitely helps, but they're just numbers on a page. And really what we're trying to elicit here is, is a feeling, is an emotion, is an experience, right? We're trying to give them an experience. And that experience is handling an inbound lead, an inbound sale, an inbound call, right? All you have to do is do that a couple times, preferably like within a short period of time. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not asking for miracles here. I don't want you to just go find a unicorn somewhere. Uh, but preferably, if you can kind of keep, you know, keep the the fire hot, that sounds good. Uh, that would be a good idea, right? So um, again, back to the story. Several years ago, well, more than se- several years ago, uh, basically me and my dad had the same name, so it's easy for people to confuse us. So my dad was starting to kind of get some of the people that were calling for me by accident, not by accident. Occasionally, he might take a call for me, and he started to notice like a very. Um, specific trend and the tone and the just overall direction of the conversations to the point where he's like, do you understand like how like these people are talking to you? Like, this is not like the world that I came from. Like, I don't know what is happening here, but I just, I didn't know if you understood. I was like, I don't know, dad, it feels kind of fun. Like this is, yes, they're very nice. They're very receptive. They're very uh, grateful. Um, if those are things that you haven't experienced in your sales career, then yes, maybe you might want to come over here and hang out for a little bit. I'll let you, there's a little bit of room, not tons, but there is a little bit of room. And that's kind of the thing, right? Just allow that to happen. Allow a couple sales to happen. And if you have the ability any, in any way, shape or form, now this might sound tricky, but if you are able, if you have the ability within your agency, within your company to create content, right? If you can write articles, if you can make videos, if you can record podcasts in some way, I don't know that's the best strategy for insurance, but uh, it actually might be publishing a post today as you're listening to this podcast about starting a podcast for insurance, but whatever. Um, if you can do one of those things, then there's a good chance that you might take a little bit longer than you want per se for the thing to happen, because not only does it actually have to happen, but then you also have to have kind of that little sting operation to where you actually get those people that you need to to make the decision to to field the call. So obviously a few moving parts here, but if you can do that for them, uh, you'll change their you'll change their world. They'll just see things in a different way. Colors will have different meanings, smells will have different smells. I'm running out of things here. It's just that's it, right? That's the thing 
that's going to get you that buy-in. And um, that's kind of like the only thing I would really focus on because you might be making it more complicated than it actually is. I think that's my problem. I'm trying to globalize it. Like I'm trying to put all, you know, like how I'm thinking about marketing tracking is like, oh my gosh, I have to get all these reports and, and dashboards and I have to get every last detail accounted for. But in reality, you're completely right. Like we sell a few cyber policies and it's, hey, see? Yeah, see? I mean, it's not so bad, right? All right, yes, Becky, that, that's that's a fantastic world that you describe. All of these nice reports and and yes, that would be a fun play. I mean, I, actually, no, I don't, I'm not a I mean, I like a few few numbers, but like a lot of reports kind of stresses me out, raises the anxiety level just a little too high. Um, but uh, yes, dashboards, reports, um, kind of just knowing what things are working and what things aren't. Yes. Uh, to whatever extent your personality can tolerate it, I think, yes, if you can do that, sure. Uh, but again, that's the problem, right? It's, it's usually like you don't necessarily have the ability to... Um, have such a holistic view, if you will, of, of such things. Um, and, and again, it's just over complicating the thing to where, yeah, that would be nice. And, and I don't know that that's going to necessarily close the deal for you, meaning the deal of the thing that you're trying to get buy-in for. Um, I do think ultimately what, uh, what's going to do it is just, Hey, listen, like this is the bottom line is moving, right? Moving the bottom line, uh, when marketing can can say that in, in, in delivering that experience. Now, obviously, yes, tracking to the bottom line, all of my um, accountant type friends out there that are focused on that sort of thing, yes, and tying that back to those activities, all good stuff, right? Not saying that that shouldn't happen. Um, but again, it's just if, and I guess I'm kind of maybe ruining it. So if you maybe don't let them listen to this podcast, if you're trying to kind of um, seduce them in this way, that might help. Um, if they can see it coming, it might not, they might just kind of, uh, you know, kind of, uh, arch their back at the, at the thing, kind of hiss a little bit. Um, I don't know, just say, I don't know. Right. The thing is, is I just, I hear a lot of, um, agents struggling with buying, whether it's marketing automation software, whether it's, you know, buying video gear, whether it's going to this conference or event of basically just justifying the thing that's going to give you the ability to do your job better. Right. And again, we just published, uh, just posted a video. So a couple of videos, actually, let me reference a couple of videos. So published a, a video today on the vlog uh, talking about, are you investing enough in your agency? Um, fellow Ohio guy, Seth Zaremba of Zinc Insurance and, and kind of his overall approach to, you know, investing and, and giving his people the things that he thinks they need to be successful. Um, and then uh, actually, I forgot, this probably should have been mentioned in the previous clip, but uh, I did a video on, um, is your marketing working fast enough? Again, back to the, maybe it was in this clip. I don't know. I'm losing track. Um, is your marketing working fast enough, right? Uh, easiest way, right? So if you have access, the ability to put something out there, uh, just doing uh, the best of the thing that you want to sell and talking about that extensively uh, a couple times is a pretty surefire way to at least have that happen once or twice. I don't know much in life as demonstrated on a weekly, almost daily basis here in Agency Nation. But I do know that if you do that, um, that thing should happen. And within, dare I say, three months, I'm hedging, uh, that that might become a reality for you. Just kind of thinking out loud. But again, it's just, it's something that, that I, you know, I constantly run across of just people saying, Hey, how do I get by with this? How do I make that happen? And, uh, you know, it's definitely something Becky and I have discussed, 
of what a perfect world that maybe we'll just join forces and just make like a HubSpot rally. We'll, we'll march the streets and say like, listen, HubSpot for all or something like that. I don't know. Sounds like a good idea now. Probably terrible. But um, yes, you should, you know, you should want what you want and you should be able to, um, you know, kind of massage the thing to, to, you know, give yourself an advantage, uh, you know, tip your hat to the, to getting that to be the case. And, and basically if at the end of the day, we all walk away with what we want, which is, you know, more business and the things to actually create more business. I think we're all pretty happy. So if you needed further proof of my incompetency throughout life, this should be a pretty solid example for you. I uh, was kind of thinking uh, today, well, so this is um, the idea of when somebody says happy birthday to you and saying thank you, that feels like the way, like it just doesn't feel like the thing that we should say. I feel like we should have our own thing. It's like I did nothing but I did nothing in this scenario, like other than, um, you know, just somebody made me be alive, right? Like that's all that happened. And uh, just rewarding that every year. I mean, I, it's cool. I get it. But uh, I, it's just, I hate my birthday. Like when people say happy birthday. And then um, you know, it's like, hey, thanks. Like, like you actually did something. Like, you didn't do anything. I don't know. Like, like yeah, they're being nice. And I don't know. It's weird. Like, honestly, like my, one of my best friends, like known him since kindergarten, or roommates in, in college sort of thing. Like we don't say happy birthday to each other simply because we don't want to deal with it. Like we don't need it, right? Since we don't need that in our lives, we don't need to say happy birthday. We need to say thank you awkwardly. We've talked about it extensively. I'm just curious, is there a better response that I have not been privy to in my 33, almost 34 plus years on this earth? Is there something that I'm missing out on? Because it does seem like thank you is, is the gold standard. Um, I mean, maybe we could just go with um, you too, and then we're covered for you know whenever their birthday happens, and then you guys take turns in the birthday wishing, because you'll have said happy birthday, you say you too, and then they get you the next year, vice versa. It seems like a... Again, it's just all just limiting social interaction, I think, is what it comes down to. Uh, seems seems like an efficient way to go about life, if not a little strange and possibly confusing. I don't know. I'm just curious. Joey at agencynation.com on how you, if you like it, if you don't like it, what is your, anything. Just, again, like I said, improve my social skills if you could. Joey at agencynation.com.